Hola, chicas and amigos, children of all ages. It is the Loftus Party. Uh, you have found it. Here's what we have planned for this week. It's it's going to be uh, myself and the Liberty Gypsy. Uh, we're talking about t- 2016. And then we were, we were just talking before we started rolling on this little uh, experiment. I'm like, it's our salute to 2016. And uh, LG, I might start just calling you LG. LG, just short. That's a dishwasher. For Liberty Gypsy, <laughs> it's it's a dishwasher. It's a phone company. Awesome. They bring right. good things to life. Or is that GE? I don't That's know. G- However, already I just said let's roll. Let's roll because digital's cheap. Digital's much less expensive than tape. We wanted to do a, a 2016 a look back, and you already started with 2016 sucked scissors. <laughs> you said it twice. You said 2016. 2016 sucked scissors. Yeah. And you, and you already apologized that you said you have a cold and you might start sounding like B. Arthur. I want that to happen immediately. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. I thought I you were ran, pulling I, for Peter Brady when his voice changed. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of quaint and cute. However, <laughs> I'll take B. Arthur any day of the week. Okay. So you just jump in, girly girl. You said just 2016 sucked scissors. I've never heard sucked scissors before. Um, um, so that's a, actually, that's a new one. I got to add that to the Rolodex. Yeah, I actually have to give a hat tip to one of our bloggers, Judy Sheeks, for that one. Um, that's hers, not mine. I can't take full credit. Um, but no, I would say that I think the reason I think 2016 has sucked scissors have a lot to do with things <laughs> that um, happened personally to me and friends of mine, along with, you know, in terms of the larger culture, just absolute splitting and bifurcation and division we've seen over the last you eight did years not just, just use bifurcation i you did just di- oh my lord okay <laughs> that one's off limits that one is off limits i did that debate thing with hal sparks and he must have said bifurcation about 20 times oh my and it God. is oh oh and it's just like like one of the the it words you know what? I'm writing down that for, for right. That's a, that's a Michael Topia right there. That's the birth of a of a Michael Topia. Okay, <laughs> so in in words that a dude working at a BP could understand. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it it just became so much more obvious how various factions in this country just really don't like one another, and it got really ugly. All right, so let's just cut to the quick of that. Okay. And and this is a question that we've asked many times uh, on the Loftus Party podcast uh, and radio show, an internet sensation. <laughs> we have asked, why do you think there's the big division? I got I got my answer locked and loaded. I am I am bifurcationized on this one. Well, I personally think it's that way because everything, and we've talked about this on the Loftus Party before too everything has become politicized. You can't have well, a soda. Yeah. You can't buy deodorant. You can't, yeah. I mean, everybody is trying that's to a, tell uh, what to think. But that's not the disease. That's a symptom of the disease. Andrew Apple uh, once said on the podcast, and it really, sometimes things will just blow by me and then I'll listen to the show later and then I'll, I'll really, I'll think and ponder on it. Mm-hmm. We have to decide, well, as a people, as a person, as a human being on planet Earth, I think people really need to think about uh, what makes them the happiest. 
I think there's a lot of it's weird. I've got this theory that the Democratic Party really is the party of fear. They're like, hey, you better give us a bunch of Social Security uh, because some bad stuff is going to happen to you. So be afraid. Be afraid of your surroundings and life and be afraid of your fellow man. But we'll we'll get you covered with Social Security, you know, and then they spend the money. And, hey, um, we're going to take a bunch of money for uh, Medicare and Medicaid and blah, blah, blah. You should be afraid. Bad stuff is coming and you can't rely on family or friends. Uh, so really, what's going to make you happiest? Do you want to be afraid your whole life and count on the government to let you down? Or do you want to make really cool relationships, have an awesome family, and be able to turn to them in times of need? See, that's I. Th- it's it's weird how everything has flipped. How the, the conservatives, Republicans, libertarians, uh, freedom loving people, we're supposed to be like the fear mongering. However, I think it's it, it's the exact opposite. So we need to figure out as a society where do we want to go. And right, that's why I love 2016. I love 2016. I, I really, they always try to do that fear mongering thing. This is a, this is a, uh, a fear based episode, <laughs> right? Like if we don't get this presidential race, right? That, it, this is the end. If we don't get this one, right? This is the end. However, I think in this last election, it was absolutely true. When you look at, uh, WikiLeaks and, and the level of like real journalism just took a holiday for the last eight years. No one was really watching out for the American people. They were just giving Obama a free ride on everything. The Democratic Party was in collusion with all these huge media outlets. We really were, I believe, uh, on the brink. So I'm going to say 2016 was a pretty awesome year. Well, I mean, there are some things I absolutely love about 2016. All right. What do you love about it? Well, you brought up WikiLeaks, and I think one of the most fantabulous outcomes from WikiLeaks is I never have to see Debbie Wasserman Schultz on TV as the spokesperson for the DNC again. Her (laughs) voice literally, like, gave me petite mal seizures. I just, I couldn't stand to listen to her. So smug. So smug. So certain. So absolutely correct. Correct all the time and just knew that there was a progressive mandate in this country, which apparently didn't really exist. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's like I see people like that, like the Debbie Wasserman Schultz and uh, and the oh, the Nancy Pelosi. And it's like, what are you covering up for? Like, who is that certain about about their their role in the world and about the I mean, who is that certain? And you could kind of see it in Debbie Wasserman Schultz that it was like kind of an act. You know, she was just kind of faking it until she made it. Yeah, I don't I'm not going to miss her at all. But we're going to see her on TV because she's still she just got reelected, right? Well, she got reelected, but she has no significant role in the House of Representatives because she was um head of the dnc so that like when other people are committee chairs and things like that that was kind of her other job in addition to being the representative for her district and the other person who ended up going with her who was another person who was just too certain all the time that this was the will of the country um donna brazil oh my gosh as we record this i was looking at the Flipside loftus twitter uh feed and I looked at Donna Brazil because last week you told me, check out Donna Brazil's uh, Twitter. And, and so I did. And she is still uh, she's she just entered as of today, as of this recording in the year of our Lord, yada, yada. 
she's saying that she didn't get the answers. She didn't have the answers to the debate questions that she did. She's now in full denial mode that it never happened. Well, I'm sorry. Nobody else is saying that nobody. I mean, there definitely were some things that came out of WikiLeaks that I, I, I never got the, um, total backstory on that were forged, but I think they were coming from other places to kind of have a more um, impactful or straightforward message kind of thing. I don't think WikiLeaks as an organization altered anything. And the ones surrounding Donna Brazil were absolutely verified as not fake. Yes. Well, that's that's what happens. WikiLeaks WikiLeaks is 100 percent correct. But then what happens is some moron with Photoshop goes, "Ooh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help out. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to cut and paste the header to this email, put in my own horrible propagandized message and make it look like. So don't do that, people. You're not helping when you that's the whole fake news thing, which is which we should do next. WikiLeaks was fantastic. And and I um, I did not like them. A whole lot when they were going after George Bush. However, it was the truth. That's that's those things were happening. So you gotta you gotta uh, be okay with that. Then they come after the DNC, and that's the thing that still kills me. How like the Russians hacking the election? I guess you could say, and and I'll, that's already wrong from Jump Street. It's not right. Like, but that's it's the lexicon now. Ooh, the Russians hacked the election. They didn't change any voting machines. If they got into voting machines, then we got a story. However, right. uh, what they did is they uh, – WikiLeaks, which I still don't think it was the Russians. I think that was John John Podesta got fished, and then some hacker somewhere was like, hey, you guys, I got a bunch of emails from John Podesta. Uh, they, they shot they, – they took a giant flashlight, and they, they shone it on a bunch of cockroaches that were running around in America's kitchen. Well, and I think I think you made a good point. If if in an you're awesome okay metaphor, with, if, yeah. <laughs> if if you're okay with the the information that came out regarding the DNC and John Podesta, then you also have to be okay when the light gets shown in places that you know maybe you would prefer it didn't. So, I mean, yeah. I think I, I think that's a pretty a pretty important point to make as well. Um, but the other thing I really did like about 2016 was the entire Democrat reaction to the election. And it's still going on and it literally cracks me up. All of a sudden, people who let Barack Obama basically, you know, trample all over the Constitution go way beyond what his executive powers actually are to grand applause are now wrapping themselves in the Constitution, the Federalist Papers and the American flag. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's just it's ironically funny. It's not like a real knee slapper. And here's what I have to be on the lookout for in 2017. And I I just love being on the record with stuff like this. When I had uh, Cheryl Atkinson on the flip side, I, and I called it two years ago. I'm like, you watch. If a Republican gets elected president in the next cycle, you, ooh, wait, investigative journalism is going to make a huge comeback. And all of these tools and all these total douchebags are just going to be like, I'm just being a reporter. I'm just being a reporter. 
And then you're going to want the knee jerk reaction is going to be like, where were you the last eight years? Where were you, reporter? But like, it's just going to be it's going to be very boring for a long time. And I'm going to have to work on some jokes to go after those people. <laughs> just like Alyssa. Oh, you're going to report on this the way you uh, you you reported on uh, the Obama's red line in Syria. Oh, that's cool. Oh, you're going to report on this when just like when like when Obama told Putin to cut it out. And you're going to report on this uh, when there was the cover-up about the oil spill. Oh, and you're going to report on this just like you did when Obama was tapping reporters' phones and kicking them out of the press pool and all that stuff. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. And it's just going to be smarmy. And I don't want to be a smarmy douchebag. I want to have more fun. I just, I literally, I just want to have more fun. Well, and I, I don't know that watching the press corps is going to be a whole lot of fun, but watching the reaction, and I don't consider, and you know this, we've discussed this on the show as well, and I think it's become a glaring issue in 2016. Um, there aren't really many reporters out there. There's a lot of commentators. And, oh, yeah. you know, watching people like Sally Cohn and a couple of the folks on MSNBC and Joy Reid literally like burst Who into is? tears Who? on camera. Who is Sally Cohn? Who who is Sally Cohn? Like everybody, like who is that chick? Oh wow! If you ever want to see like some serious, serious moral equivocation that just makes you go, "What?" Check out her Twitter feed. Well, I know people um, she, always like they retweet her stuff all the time, but who who is she? What she, what organization does she work for? Is she, she just actually, like a giant lesbian who has a chip on her shoulder? She actually worked for Fox News for a while when they were trying to be fair and balanced. Um, as a commentator, uh, she's an attorney and now she is on mostly CNN and she'll show up on panels here and there. And uh, yeah, I mean, the the, the things she forgets <laughs> about things that have gone on in the Democratic side of the House and then will bring up about the Republican side of the House. I mean, that that's the other thing that's going to be really interesting because you have all these people, you know, and the media is one. But the politicians and and the talking heads that are out in the culture regarding the Democratic Party, for eight years, Republicans were called obstructionists for having legitimate debate about policies that affect everyone in this country. (laughs) I don't think that's being obstructionist. I think it's having a conversation. Well, then you've got you got guys like Mitch McConnell, who like on day one of the Obama administration is like our job, our full time job is to make sure he doesn't do anything. I mean, talk about bad optics. Like, hey, Mitch, why don't you zip it for a second? You can say that kind of stuff, but not like on tape. (laughs) I I think the other um, interesting thing is going to be watch how the Democrats saying no all the time is going to be handled. Is that obstructionist or are they going to continue to wrap themselves in, you know, motherhood and apple pie and the American flag and say we're doing it for you because they are. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They all have they all have uh, crystal balls right now. It's amazing. I'm flipping back and forth between AM joy this morning because I need my my Sunday jolt of just why do you do hard left yourself? just to see I just want to see what level it's like dipping your toe in the water you're like is it too cold is it too hot I'm just gonna test it out and you dip your toe in it and you're like wow that is way too hot that I mean they're just it's just theories it's these bizarre you know what I think I think when Donald Trump does get in there and he's got this guy running stuff, they're going to start putting guard towers on every corner. And they're just going to they're going to have because he does have access to uh, Gatling guns and it's going to be like a a Civil War massacre. It's like, holy moly. It's just all these crazy theories. And then she's this morning. She's uh, interviewing Rob Reiner, 
Like when did that's just like Sally Cohn. Like all she is, Sally Cohn is just like Twitter bait. That's all it is. Like people oh, yeah. get followers. You follow Sally Cohn. You wait for her to say something just so idiotic, and then you come up. You spend like fifteen minutes coming up with a, a, a witty retort, and then you tweet that like, "Ooh, I showed you Sally Cohn." Near, 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 and then you get a bunch of followers. That seems to be the recipe. Ooh, Salon said this. I'm going to say this back. Nur, nur, nur. I got a bunch of followers. It's like, <laughs> good Lord. Good Lord. Well, I mean, some of us do consider it our job to mock some of the more ridiculous leftist outlets because they are oh, kind of funny. That's fun, but we got to change it up. Like, I, yeah. I loved it. I loved, I totally enjoyed, and this is so I don't feel like a hypocrite, like when George Takai was like, ooh, we need to do the popular vote, the popular vote. People like, uh, no, no, George, it's not the kind of kind of democracy we're in. That's not the kind of democracy we're in. We're in a constitutional republic. I love that. I yeah. love the, the the giant weight of civics just smashing him. Well, and, you know, it was very interesting because I don't know if you saw the Unite for America PSA where um, several actors were talking to the electors and encouraging them not to cast their vote for Hillary Clinton because they knew that wasn't going to go very well, um, but to pick another Republican when they vote. Um, it was actually hysterical because they started quoting the Federalist Papers, okay, okay. which are the well, foundation for our constitutional republic, which they hate. <laughs> who who wrote the Federalist Papers? A bunch of different folks. All the papers that but like went was back it was it like the the rough draft of the Constitution? Like, hey, we should do this, and we should think about having this in there. I, yeah, it was more it was more the discussion around the various ideas in the Constitution and how it should be structured. So you had the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists and they had to kind of come together and hash all this stuff out. So it was in written form because they didn't all live near one another and they didn't have telephones. Well, that's they had time to ponder. That's the other exactly. thing. Give, your, give yourself time to think. Give yourself mm -hmm. time to think. Um, OK, so WikiLeaks, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Uh, 2016 WikiLeaks, yay. Thank you for shining the light on the cockroaches in the kitchen of America. We got some raid. We got some raid. We got some roach bombs. Uh, we, we, Lord. we got rid of the Clinton roach machine. The Clinton roach machine. Okay. Yeah, that um, was the other thing I did like about 2016. She just disappeared for a while. Oh my like after gosh! She, lost, she went into the woods into hiding. I found but that. But then hysterical. she takes that. She takes that picture, and that was staged. It's like, good lord, who is in there? Who is in? Like, oh, look who I ran into in the woods. Oh, the woman you worked for. It's like, <laughs> and they did a couple of those. She needs to. I hope she's okay. I hope she's not ill. I hope she's all right. Um, I hope she doesn't run again in twenty twenty. Oh no, she can't. She can't. Lord knows where the Democrats will be in 2020. Uh, okay, other big stories of 2016. The Flint water crisis. It's still going on. Still well, going on. Now they're saying the water is okay for humans to drink. I'm not sure I buy it. I wouldn't buy that for a second. Not for a second. You know what I love most about the 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 Flint water crisis and I'm being completely sarcastic here. Right, right. I I got you, but thanks for yeah. saying that out loud. What? What yeah. do you love the most? Nobody got fired. Well, that one girl from the EPA quit. Well, she, she resigned. Quit, but what I'm saying is if something like that happened in the private sector, heads would 
role. Oh, yeah. You would have entire departments fired. This is just like what happened with the VA. People were dying and nobody got fired. So, uh, so Bob, I understand you changed the water. Uh, you've got, you're getting it from another source now. And countless people have uh, lead poisoning. And we don't even know what the long-term health effects are that. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. This is a, this is a crime, guy. Uh, this is a total and complete crime. You, you may have killed people or doomed them to a life of misery. Uh, see you Monday, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's Debbie's birthday. Make sure you sign the card. Yeah. I mean, in the private sector, you would be fired. Yes. And you might even do jail time for something like that. Oh, it's it's B-A-D bad. It is bad. Do you think they just need all new pipes? Is that the thing? Are we still using the lead pipes? Are these the are we in the days of Rome? Is I, I don't even know because I, I think that's what it is. The the water is leach. I I don't know. They need to get I don't on know that. The though. exact the exact problem behind it was, but it was kind of like that other one that you enjoyed so much. Them turning the river in Colorado orange. Oh, that's the EPA. Yeah, like the EPA, the EPA has demonstrated the absolute problem with big government. They do horrible things. They ruin stuff, and nobody gets fired. I I, <laughs> I really can't say this enough. Well, I can, but uh, anyway, forgive my hyperbole. I want clean water. Like, as an American, that's just one of the things I demand. There are no – I'm not kidding. Like, clean water and clean air. I demand that. Hey, if coal can do it, if you can, if you can uh, have clean coal, if that's a real thing that you can do, let's go for it. If fracking really doesn't make, uh, you know, water flammable, let's do it. Let's go for it. However, and this is the problem that the, the media being controlled by the left, it hurts. Everybody's a demon. Everybody's the boogeyman. Every new technology is horrible. Um, but man, oh man, uh, with with Donald Trump and his environmental uh, dudes, listen, let's scale back the EPA. However, if people start polluting, I'm going to be all over them, all over them. You don't do it. Well, no, but I mean, then some of the things they've licensed this year, there's this wind farm that has a permit to kill up to something like 4,000 bald eagles. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the other thing. Like, that's not a good idea. It terrifies me as a human being. I'm not even kidding here. That like, you know what we should do? We should uh we should put these giant fans out there. I mean, that's that's literally like a dumb idea from the 1930s. Like there's got to be a better way to capture the the power of the wind without just chopping bald eagles in half and killing just millions of birds. Like that's not cool. Like and there's got to be an there's got to be another way. I've been in Best Buy. They have fans now. Have you seen those crazy fans? They're just like it's like just like a big circle, and somehow air comes flying out of it like a fan is on. You know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen those. Oh my god! I don't know what power these things. It's like some shit out of the Jetsons. Uh, some of them are big circles. Some of them are ovals. I don't know if it's ionic energy or what, but it is a fan, and there is. It, Apparently, no moving parts. And it works. I mean, it... Holy... Well, it doesn't work. It's it's not going to move, uh, you know, air around like one of those giant fans where they make fake storms for the movies, but it moves air around. There's got to be a better way. Yes, let's harness the power of the wind. Let's do it. No, let's not kill uh, bald eagles and migrant birds. 
you know, I think that, but, but the left loves them. They're building a whole, they're building a whole wind farm in the ocean off the coast of Rhode Island. Oh, Lord in heaven. Yeah. Big project. Well, I mean, I guess they'll kill some seagulls out there. Is it that far away? It's, it's off the coast. So they're like building in the ocean. They're building the platform to put the windmills on. Well, uh, that'll be a thing. That'll be a thing. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's out of sight. Hopefully no one can see it. I, th- I think those things are pretty ugly. They fill me with dread. I, I am filled with dread when I see those things. I'm like, There's, nah, this can't be cool. It looks like some Dr. Seuss crap. You know? First time like, I ever saw him. It's was like the illustration through- before things go really, really bad. Yeah, no, the first time I ever saw him was driving through Tracy, California. Tracy, California, when you were setting up a a Liberty camp there, when you and the rest of uh, the people in your little gypsy troop, you were probably (laughs) setting up, opening up your fortune telling stand. Yep. uh, And, you know, putting weird Liberty gypsy curses on people. (laughs) Well, now I use curses? That's awesome. Well, a gypsy, that's what a gypsy does. Oh, I'm going to start making a list. That's the problem. You know, a gypsy, (laughs) the gypsies would roll into town and we're like, oh, stay away from the gypsy. And then she'd put the curse on you and you'd become a werewolf. Do you not watch any monster movies? (laughs) I did not realize that. Have you ever heard the phrase? Here's a fun to know fact. Have you ever heard the phrase, uh, that's my nut? Like, I got to make my nut? Yes. That comes from anti uh gypsyism when the gypsies would roll into town i'm not i'm not even kidding there was all these rumors like the gypsies they're gonna steal your kids they'll put a curse on you they're gonna steal a bunch of stuff so when the gypsies would roll into town they would take the 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 city like fathers the sheriff or whatever would come out and take the nuts off of the wheels of the gypsies wagon So they couldn't awesome. escape. They so they couldn't escape if they committed a crime. And then to get uh, those nuts back, you had to pay a fee. So that's where you get. Uh, that's my. That's my nut. I got to make my nut. See, we're learning. Learning things. Learning things. I had no idea about my heritage, Michael. Thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think a Liberty Gypsy. <laughs> A Liberty Gypsy like rolls into town, has a fortune telling uh, stand, and and then just tells people, "Ooh, the Democrats are going to ruin everything," and then hands out some pamphlets, hands out yeah. free copies of the Constitution, free copies of the Constitution, and T-shirts that say, "I don't need the government to protect me from me." That's a Michaelism. Okay, that, that's right. That is right. So yeah. for me, I guess the biggest story, the biggest story of 2016, just has to be uh, Trump. Altogether, just straight up Trump. I'm thrilled. I'm happy. I'm just I'm happy as a cat in a bowl full of milk on some kind of flotation device that's not getting my paws wet. <laughs> what? Well, as I was saying it, like if a cat was in a bowl full of milk, the cat would be miserable. They don't like getting wet. Yeah. So, and really, that's a that's a big bowl. Like, am I? I guess I must be a kitten. So, <laughs> see, I, I screwed up my own little. <laughs> Thing. There you go. And then I tried to save it. So I'm as happy as a cat in a pool full of milk on a flotation device with soothing music playing in the background. I I'm so happy Trump got elected. Thrilled that the Democrats lost in grand fashion. There you um, go. Yes. No. I mean, they didn't just lose. They lost big. Um, and they've been losing for eight years, and this is just kind of the culmination. I mean, they've lost 900 seats nationwide. We are down to four states that have a Democratic governor and a Democratic state legislature, and we're up to like 12 or 13 that are Republican. 
you want to cut him loose? Cut him loose? Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to say because he's no, trying like, to have a domicile right? there, but Cal Exit doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. I think There's they should divvy that. uses the Constitution as a suggestion. They, they, are, they are off the rails. That Completely. whole state is just off the rails. I look forward to the end of sanctuary cities. I look forward to, hey, Trump keeps saying he's going to build the wall. Have you heard that? I've I've heard it, and then I've heard he's not. Then I heard he is again, and then I've heard he's not. I, a couple I don't. days ago, a couple days ago, he's on his thank you tour, and he's like, hey, I'm building the wall. Don't worry about the wall. I was delighted. Boner pants. Build it. It should be huge. It should be lovely and wonderful. That's a shovel-ready job right there. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sad. I would be sad to see California go. What I think they should do is they should divvy it up into two states. You should have Northern California and Southern California. I don't even Here's what I'm kind of fond of myself. Hmm. The concept of, of city states. Because if you look at the entire mess, right? It's really a big blue dot around LA and a big blue dot around New York and a big blue dot around San Francisco. It's not like there's no Republicans or conservatives in California. They are just overwhelmed by the populations of these huge cities. So give them their own small little number of electoral votes and let the rest of the state vote. I love it. Well, I think just listen, right. uh, seriously, scoop up just put just let let them have LA. You can have LA and you can have San Francisco. That can just be uh, a democratic paradise as it already kind of is, a, a liberal paradise. And then just I need I need uh San Diego, I need that one. I need most of Orange County. Then I need that all that farmland. I'm going to need all that farmland in the middle of the state and then I'll take everything north of San Francisco. And then we're good to go. However, uh, what is it? Is it New Hampshire? Did Hillary win New Hampshire or did Trump? I don't remember at this point. They took forever to call New Hampshire, and I don't remember how it came out. Um, I've never been to New Hampshire, but I could probably live without it. I've never been to Vermont, but uh, I could live without it. I hear it's lovely. I hear there's great skiing. New Hampshire, I'll tell you, scores number one on the freedom scale from Cato. As far as individual freedom, business freedom, good taxes, low regulations, they've been number one for the last six years. The live free, they're they're the live free or die. Live free or die. I kind of like that motto. Well, then they better. They better. If they want to have that motto, you know what we should do? We should let other states use other states' mottos. Like if you're not living up to the ideal of your state's motto, you lose the motto. (laughs) Like the. Seriously, like when when New Hampshire isn't number one on the freedom scale, mm-hmm. they lose that motto and you give it to whoever's number one. Like, sorry, Connecticut actually has more freedom or Georgia has more freedom. So now Georgia and like and I, and I want to penalize Florida or, or Georgia, rather Georgia would still get to be the peach state. However, yeah. they could use the live free or die if they wanted to. That should be a prize. Go. That should be a prize because <laughs> they really have like the state motto we like the best Uh, live free or die and then i'm also a big fan of don't mess with texas true like that's not even a motto that's a threat every other state's like howdy do you want some cobbler texas is what did i tell you i'll beat your ass boy that's great what is is it missouri's the show me state i think that's kind of fun yeah but but i guess that's from a dubious like prove it you know prove you really prove which i don't like that i don't like that attitude 
Yeah, like, but really? if you just take it in your own context, it could be fun. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> there should be like perhaps the rest of the entire quote was show me your tits. <laughs> and then, and then they, they just took, cut it off. They took a vote. and They're like, we can't do that. You guys come on. There we want to be. We want to be. We want to be a state. If our motto is "Show me your tits," how about we just do "Show me"? All right. Okay, that's fine. All right. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? One pervert in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio. Uh, I don't even know what Ohio's is. Like the aviation capital or the 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 heart of it all. Ohio's is lame. Ohio's is lame. Who else has a cool one? This is a fun game. Cool state mottos. Is either the Empire State. And the Empire State. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. The Empire State. Very Star oh, Wars. Very Star Wars. I'm sorry we can't talk about that. However, that we can put that in for 2016, it, the return of Star Wars. The triumphant, yes. triumphant return of Star Wars. The boycott did not work by all accounts. <laughs> yeah, right? And that's one of those things where, like, you knew as soon as they tried to do it, like, this is never going to work. This is never going to work, so don't even try. Then you're just doomed. Well, and I and no spoilers here because I committed to no spoilers. I know, Michael, you haven't seen the movie yet. I have. Um, what I will say is this. The Empire is as it always was. Mm-hmm. A awful organization that wants to tamp people down and take over planets. That's, that's what they've always done. Yep. And the rebels are exactly who they always were. They're blowing stuff up, hacking into computers, doing what they do. There is no obvious Trump theme there. No. And and there wasn't even like a little dig on him individually like you had talked about earlier with Reagan. There wasn't Um, some alien with giant, you know, yellow skin with a a weird comb over. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. We Um, will make Tatooine great again. I think I think it was much ado about nothing. Of course it was. That's why, like, was the whole thing of a giant fake out? Like, who would even try to do that? Who would even try? Like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to boycott Star Wars. Never going to happen, guy. N- unless uh, unless the me- message was so just over the top and bad. Yeah. But, I mean, it, 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 there was nothing there. The writer was stupid for saying it. If you like Star Wars, go see Star Wars. Yes. Okay, well, I never got my thoughts out about Trump, but I don't care. I think they're well documented on this uh, show. I love the fact that he went around uh, the mainstream media and just tweeted out his uh, craziness. I love that people go like nuts when autocorrect corrects his words into something else. And, oh, he can't spell. Like, really? Let he who has tweeted without grammatical error cast the first stone. Isn't that the worst feeling in the world? When you think you have a great tweet and you just you hit the send button, you're like, boom, let's tweet that shit. And then you then you look, go back and you read it. and You're like, oh, I, I misspelled thought. It came out, though. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, much of Twitter has been after Jack and the boys to create an edit button like you have on Facebook for years. And they'll put features on that you have no interest in that actually make your Twitter experience worse. Things like moments where they tell us what we should be looking at. What is that about? I've never never been to a moment on purpose. I've always gone accidentally and been like, what the what? Get me out of here. Yeah. No, moments is, is a horrible feature. Okay. So I'm all for Trump. I just had a little, ooh, the crunchy Cheeto. Fill up on those, America. Let's not forget how good the crunchy Cheeto is. Well, and we did get Reese's peanut butter cups with Reese's pieces in them this year, too. Yes. Yes. Delightful. 
Those are delightful. Mm-hmm. I'm all in flavor of those. Um, oh my gosh, I had one. Another 2016 thing. I'm looking over my list. Uh, um, who just called Trump? Uh, he could be JFK. Was that uh, Bill Gates? Bill Gates, yes. Yeah, he took a lot of heat for that. God, well, well, thank you, Bill Gates, for being uh, the calm, steady hand at the tiller, saying, "Hey, let's let's see what happens here. It might not be all bad." Well, the other thing I was pretty happy about is we kept the Senate in the House. Oh yeah, well that I mean that's what once again it's like uh it's like my friend Obama said over the summer whoever gets the most votes gets to do what they want to do that's really at the heart and the the the, mm-hmm. the bottom of this so a bunch of people go out and they vote for Donald Trump of course they're gonna go down the party line because that they're so for all the doom and gloom for all of the weeping and gnashing of teeth it worked out okay. It all worked out okay. Let's see what happens. The only so, thing that could have made that better what? was if Heck had won in Nevada and we had replaced Harry Reid with a Republican. That would have been like the trifecta that, well, that would have made me so happy. I think that's why Trump leaves the stage to, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> so we all know that Trump won because of uh, the Russians, who they're making it sound like Vladimir Putin himself was sitting at a keyboard, God. <laughs> clicking keys, and fake news. Let's talk about fake news, because I'm very happy about this. Listeners of this show, we got our first warning the other day. You were telling me, Stacy, somebody oh, yes. contacted you about theloftestparty.com, and they were like, you better watch it. You better watch it, fake news site. And that gets me sexually excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they they told me I I had better watch what I published because they keep a list of sites conservatives shouldn't look at for news. I said, well, they shouldn't look at us for news for the most part. The only news on our site is the Reuters news feed. I love Um, that. I love that. They're like, you better watch out what news you're pushing out there. And you're like, it's Reuters, douchebag. (laughs) I I said... (laughs) We comment on movies and TV shows and songs and life and things that are going on in the news, but we're not putting any new news out there. (laughs) Don't let me forget. I have to talk about this thing that I want to do about music. But but yes, I love that we were threatened. I love, love, loved. And this is just like what some self-appointed guru of all things left. No, it's some self-appointed guru of all things right. Really? This so guy he was is on... a diehard conservative who is very upset about the outrage porn that's out there. And I mean, you've seen all the clickbait, you know, look what oh Obama did to this group of nuns or whatever. Yes. Uh, did you know Harry Reid is raping penguins in the Arctic? Yeah. I mean, he's like, you're just going to be an outrage porn website. I'm like, what are you talking about? We don't do porn. Oh, so this dude was trying to give us the heads up? Like, what? Like, like the what? heads up. Like, I'm watching you, so I don't want to have to tell all my conservative friends that you guys are nutty. And I'm like, well, we are a little nutty, but we're having fun. See ya. Yeah. See, that's the other great thing. That's the other great side effect that you don't have to lose. You don't, uh oh, someone's going to blow her nose. You don't have to lose any sleep over uh, what we're putting up. Oh, my gosh. It might be fake news. We reviewed Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, my gosh. It might be fake news. Uh, We're talking about cocks, not glocks. Oh, my gosh. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. So fake, but being the place where people come to smile, laugh, or go, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, we're 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 a good time happy town. Good yeah. time happy town population you. Here's the other thing with the whole fake news thing. I need to see more examples of the fake news. They keep talking about the fake news, the fake news, yet you only see like one example of the fake news. Like well, I, I they should be able to list like flipping 25 different headlines. This was fake, that was fake, this was fake, and it got so many clicks. I, I really – it's like, ooh, the Russians hacked the election. No. Uh, John Podesta got fished. The, the Russians didn't affect our elections. Fake news. Mm, I don't know if it affected the election. I didn't see a boatload of fake news. Or maybe I did, and it was so good I got fooled. Well, and then this is the same outlets that have published all of these claims of you know harassment and and – assault of minorities since the election that never happened oh yeah that's great and that that always gets the i swear i swear to you one morning i was getting ready to, uh, for work i'm watching the local news which is something that new york has that other cities have to have new york has the best local news it's all stuff that happened in new york this beautiful girl says that she was uh she's wearing the the headscarf. I don't know if that's that's not the burqa, that's the hijab or whatever. And she says she's on the train and these two guys came at her and they started to like roughing her up and trying to pull off her her headscarf and and the the reporter's like, "Well, what did they say?" Well, they she said, "Well, uh Trump's president now." They said they said Trump's president now. And it turns out that girl was a liar and she just made it up. But I don't know the local news didn't cover that story. That girl's that she got brought up on charges. She got arrested. Good. Yeah. Making that stuff up. No, you can't. And if you can, I want to make stuff up. Like Hillary Clinton groped me during a Star Wars screening. You know, you got to add. You got to put some zip on it. She made me. She made me drink um, uh, corn mash whiskey. (laughs) Then she groped me during Rogue One. Oh my God. And then Madonna was there. Ooh, Madonna sighting. Madonna sighting. I was flipping eh. around. I was flipping around the other night, and old Madge, as they call her, like the old paper towel lady, Madge has a concert film that's on HBO, and I'm like, ooh, let's see what let's see what old Madge is up to. And I I I gotta give credit where credit is due. It was pretty lame. It was pretty lame, and there was a lot of edits. You can tell that she's. She's kind of aware of how she's aging and she can't really do the old, you know, sexy harlot thing anymore. She sat down at, on the edge of the stage and whips out a ukulele. And I'm like, get out of town. What is about to happen? She starts playing the ukulele and she does like an old Edith Piaf song, like this French song. And she crushed it. She absolutely crushed it. Madonna with a ukulele. I tip my cap to you, Madge. Well, and and you know who's kind of come to the forefront this year that is far older than Madge, but still seems to be rocking things. Who? Dolly. I told. Uh, I told, who did I tell the other day? I still would love to see her boobs unleashed. I hope oh, wow. she will. I, no, just like literally, she gives those girls a lot of credit. Like they <laughs> helped her get where she is. Before we it gets too late, I would love to see them in all their glory. <laughs> she owes us that. She, Actually, owes, she owes us. She she owes us nothing. She owes us nothing. All she's done is provide the world with joy. <laughs> <laughs> but so seriously, like that that's one of my Christmas wishes. I'd love to see them. I'd love to see those ginormous things. I mean <laughs> 
And like it can be the photograph of her choice. Like you don't want like some like, ooh, here she is getting getting out of the shower. Oh man. <laughs> However, Dolly's fantastic. I love her so much. We donated. Uh we donated to the charity, the the Chattanooga Hoo Hoo charity. Good. Yeah. I like that. I just like that she went out and did it. I like that she owns her hometown. She she's grateful. She's giving back. I just I think we need more people doing that rather than clustering in the little blue dots. Yeah, I tell you, just hold her up if you can, America, as an example of what you can be. Like when they talk about, oh, don't you wish you were more like Maya Angelou? Like how many people can write no. poetry, you know, or whatever? Yeah, I, I swear I would much rather have. I'm not even kidding here. Dolly Parton as the poet laureate of America. Wouldn't that be great? You like just take old Dolly Parton songs and just, you know, type them up and put them as a book of poetry. And let's have her be the poet laureate of the United States of America. Let's do that before she dies. That would be great. That would be great because I could recite. I don't even know who the poet laureate is of America right now, let alone could I uh, recite one of their poems. But I could – I could recite some Dolly Parton stuff <laughs> Pour myself a cup of ambition <laughs> working wow. nine to five. What a way to make a living working. We could do dramatic readings. It'd be great. <laughs> It'd be oh awesome. I just, I, I just like to hold her up as a great example of a great person. And the thing I like about her the most is she is always smiling. Well, like you never see Dolly Parton in a bad mood. You know what? And she's, she has, she, if she wanted to be, she could be. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, come on, Dolly, cheer up. Yeah, she has been in a she is either it's fake or it's real. I think it's probably mostly real. But, you know, there's a couple nights where she had to fake it. Uh, But it seems like she's got some stuff figured out. Like if you believe in reincarnation, she has been around and around and she's on that last level before you just turn it. There's a very good chance that when Dolly Parton passes away, she turns into three balls of light that just skyrocket into heaven. Wow. <laughs> That's some serious Dolly love there. Oh, it is. She's she's fantastic. I want to It's one of those people you just want to give her a hug. But you don't want to just run up and hug her because you don't you don't want to like sh- surprise Dolly and have her go, "Whoa!" And then you're like, "Oh no, Dolly hates me because I tried to hug her." I think she's <laughs> awesome. Do you ever see the behind the music on her? Um no, I hadn't seen that actually. Oh, you got to. You got to, got to, got to. That's a good one. VH1 behind the music, Dolly Parton. Go see that. Okay, we got we to gotta really fly now. Uh, I guess we, we can't. I, I want to keep it fun. I want to keep it light. However, I guess we have to talk a little bit about the, um, uh, the shootings in San Bernardino and the Orlando shootings. Those were ginormous stories. Yes, and I, and I think they were um... – very impactful in a lot of the discourse that went on this year because, you know, the Obama administration for so long had shoved those things under the carpet, called them workplace violence, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it gave people who have concerns about terrorism and it, it showing up on our shores, um, you know, some kind of reinforcement that this is actually an issue. You, they The left couldn't run and hide from it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just 
tragic, tragic, tragic on every level. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially heartbreaking, I think, is the San Bernardino. Well, no, I'm not going to say one is more than the other. I apologize for that right out of the gate. The San Bernardino one, these people had done like a baby shower and Mm -hmm. and like really just open arms, you know, hey, welcome to the community. You're having a baby. How can we help you out? And then to be greeted with that kind of uh, just murderous violence is just heartbreaking. I never want to get numb. I, I never want to get numb to uh, to the heartache. And, and but, but we got to do something. And that's what I think that's where Trump scored a lot of points too. We're like, hey, we got to we got to do something here. We got to slow everything down until we can figure it out, which I think was perfectly worded. He took a lot of grief for that, but something's going on. And until we can figure it out, we need to slow down. And that's just common sense. And I think the other part of it is the Obama administration refusing for years and years and years and years and years to say this is tied to a literal fatalistic interpretation of the religion of Islam. Yeah. If if you didn't have Islam, you wouldn't have ISIS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I tell you. Trying to separate that um, was just – it was completely ridiculous. And here's the other thing that like drives me crazy – the the gay the gay Muslim dude who killed all the people in Orlando like what did they ever get a hold of his wife did they ever like pull her over and ask her I'm any questions sure. like it was just like oh well I guess he was crazy let's not do a follow up on that I well, have his father was just nuts oh and the, and then when the dad showed up at the Hillary Clinton rally and you yeah, you know you look. that was beyond the beyond and that's like. Russia didn't hack that. I don't think I don't think Vladimir Putin got that uh, serial killer's dad into the front row of a Hillary Clinton rally. That was just a bad call on the Hillary people. And who are you? I am Halaka Chakalaka. Oh, that sounds like the name of the uh, Orlando show. Oh, that's me. That's my son. Hello. And he's like the self-proclaimed president of Iran or something nutty. Yeah, no, he's he's a nutter. Let's he put, is the nutter. You know what, mister? We're going to put you not in the front row, but maybe the third row. How's that sound? But right behind Hillary. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Russians did that. Well, and the Russians also made her put a server in a bathroom, I think. Yes. Yeah, they did that. And then yeah. and then they really, really, really made the DNC completely screw over Bernie Sanders. Yes, they did that. They yep. did that. I think Debbie Wasserman Schultz, when she goes goes home at night, she's got one of those like uh, Scooby Doo type costumes, and she takes off the mask, and it's really Vladimir Putin. Oh wow! He himself is doing it. All right, be careful. So, we'll be accused of fake news. That's right. That's the perfect segue because I'm like, okay, we covered the fake news. I don't even want to get into the Rio Olympics. I thought that was a big bore fest. Except for that one kid who lied about – he was just drunk and he vandalized a gas station. There's another one, America, and this ties into the whole fake news and the WikiLeaks and all that stuff. Tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Your life is so much easier when you tell the truth. Yep. It's just – oh my gosh. I made, that ch- I made that change a while back. Just like, you know what? I don't, I don't have the energy to lie and to keep them all straight. So uh, having a little bit of virtue and a little bit of honor and a little bit of self-control, watch your life get better. You'll be amazed. You're going to sleep like a baby. You're going <laughs> to you're going to sleep like a baby. Your stomach's not going to be upset. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Brexit. Any thoughts on Brexit? I think it goes back to the whole. Uh, I think it's all based on the Syrian refugees and and all that stuff. I think I think that brought it to a head, but 
there were a lot of conservatives in Europe for a long time that were saying, why are we at the behest of unelected bureaucrats? So if you look at all the regulations and rules that come out of Brussels, it's similar to what I tell you come out of our administrative agencies, like how to make a chocolate brownie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, like the dimensions of a zucchini is actually a rule in the EU. So oh I think it's also a rejection of being ruled over by people you can't fire. Yes, and and people who you believe are lying to you. Like you kept seeing like in the last couple of years of the Obama administration, they kept saying how well, the economy's getting better. Look at that. Look at that. You're like, doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel like oh no, no. Like don't spit on me and then tell me it's raining. And that's how <laughs> that's how hey, how about that one? That's how I felt uh for quite a few years of the Obama administration. You keep you keep telling me these stats, you, and I think that's what uh, Brexit was as well. And there's no, a I, weird thing. And where I don't people, think Brexit will be the last. Oh, no, no, no. There's a lack of assimilation. I don't know what it is, but like uh, obviously America, we're the great melting pot, and we've taken pauses in immigration before. This is not, not something new that old Donald Trump is proposing. And, and people, usually within a generation, they assimilate, and they are – uh, Mexican Americans, or they're Irish Americans, or they're Italian Americans. It usually takes one generation. There's something going on now where people don't assimilate anymore. They're just no. like they're like just straight up Mexicans living in Los Angeles. They're just you know straight up jihadis <laughs> living in Michigan. They're just straight up jihadis living in Paris, and that's not cool. You know? you know, you should not live here if you truly believe that living under Sharia law is a better deal. We're never going to have that again, again, again. I, I, it's one of those things. I said it on the TV show a million years ago, and I'm going to revisit it this season. Sharia land. Yes, it, that's the solution to all of this, mm -hmm. to all of this. A big no fly zone in Syria and anybody who wants to live under Sharia law. They get a plane ride and you get to live there. You it, you can pretend it's the 12th century or whatever century it is you want to live in. Mud huts, caves, burning llama shit, whatever it, you're, you're into. Beat the hell out of each other. Uh, that guy laughed at a football game. We got to kill him. Do mm -hmm. it up. But they need – go for it. It's no, like I socialism. You want socialism? Go. It's failed every single time, and yet people still talk about it like it's some kind of Shangri-La. Because okay. they haven't done it right yet. They have yes, they didn't do the right recipe. If they missed, they they messed it up. If it hadn't been for that one guy, it would have been great. <laughs> okay, this is the sad part of the show. Before Michael Topia, uh, this is the in in memoriam part. This is where you'd cue the sad piano music. We lost some great people. We lost Prince this year. John Glenn. You know what? I don't feel like we. I don't. You know what? I don't feel like we lost John Glenn. We kind of said goodbye. You know, he, that guy had a good ride. He had a yeah. really good ride. Uh, John Glenn, great hero. Go back and watch the the uh, the right stuff. I tell good you movie. what. Oh my gosh! And Ed Harris is John Glenn. Just mm -hmm. fantastic. Just yep. fantastic. Uh, Prince, very sad. Very sad about the loss of Prince, and I can't wait till they start releasing the stuff that he had in the vault. You know that guy had some good stuff in the vault, but Prince quietly battling a, a drug addiction. So sad, so sad. Alan Rickman. Oh. I know. That's a heartbreaker. Alan he Rickman. He was the best. Going somewhere, Mr. Potter. 
That guy got into acting when he was 49 years old, and for that, he should always be a hero. At he the was age, just the best villain ever. At the age of 49, he, he came to the, and he obviously he was right, life is short. Life is short, and it's wonderful, and I'm going to take a chance, and I'm going to become an actor. And uh, he did great. He got ripped off on a couple of roles. He sh- he was supposed to be, he w- he uh, was the guy from Dangerous Liaisons uh, on the the West End uh, Theater or whatever in <laughs> London. That went to John Malkovich, so they used Alan Rickman for Die Hard, which is a Christmas movie, by the way. It is a Christmas movie. The other one, the other guy that we lost, uh, David Bowie. That one, that one hurt. That one mm-hmm. hurt really bad. Like John Glenn didn't hurt. The guy was like like ninety something. David Bowie, surprise, shock, hurt. I hate those. I hate yep. those because like that that dude was an original. He was like a straight up original and made people's lives better. I miss David Bowie. I miss David Bowie. Here's a great David Bowie song that most people don't know about or they haven't. They've forgotten. Sound and Vision. Go to the iTunes store. And listen to Sound and Vision. Just a great tune. You will be missed, David Bowie. Here's what happened to me last night. I saw John Goodman was trending. And I'm like, holy smokes, John Goodman is dead. So I go to the Twitter thing. And it's like, oh, John Goodman is very, very funny. Uh, and I guess he was on Saturday Night Live. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, thank thank goodness. Right? I even, I even tweeted that. I saw John Goodman was <laughs> oh, trending. Oh, thank God. He was and just like, on SNL. <laughs> right? So this morning, uh, Keith Richards is trending. Oh, no. Uh, no, I wasn't afraid at all. It, it's his birthday. But it's like, like, and then, and then I tweeted about that, too. I'm like, how wild is that? Like, you see, oh, John Goodman's trending. That guy's dead. And then you see Keith Richards. You're like, wow, what cool shit did that guy just do? Right. Happy birthday, Keith Richards. He's 73 today. And like, I was never worried. I was never worried that Keith Richards was dead. Didn't he okay. like fall out of a palm tree or something? Yeah, that's when he quit doing coke. Oh, Keith okay. Richards. Keith Keith Richards is that weird guy who will do drugs until they affect his life in a negative way, and then he just stops doing them. A million years ago, he was incredibly addicted to heroin. It became a problem for him in Canada. He was looking at some serious jail time, and he's like, "Okay, I'm done with heroin," and never looked back. So he did all the other drugs, and then he was filming uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and was up all night. He was drinking and doing coke. He fell out of a palm tree, and uh, he's like, all right, I guess that's it for coke. (laughs) He's a genetic freak, and we have to celebrate him. Keith Richards makes makes life better. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to start a thing on our Twitter feed where we had – what's her name? Juliana. She did that uh, holiday Christmas list, the yeah. music. No, Lisa. Okay, Lisa. Lisa the Geek Mom. Yep. Lisa the Geek Mom is awesome because I, I made a comment on that. Uh, first of all, I looked and I read it and I was looking at the song she liked and didn't like and all that other stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. You know, and then I, I had some tweet like, oh, uh, you know, a couple of these songs are great songs to stuff that someone's, you know, it's like this thinly veiled sexual reference, you know, songs to get busy on Christmas is pretty mm-hmm. much it. But then I was thinking about it, like how brave is that? Because I was sitting with um, uh, some of the actors from Kevin Can Wait, and we were talking about what song is it that you like that other people give you would if people found out you liked it, they would give you grief, right? So that's like such a it's such a personal thing 
that like I think it's awesome that she posted a list like that. So I want to start a thing where we start posting songs like we should like what first of all, what song just makes you crazy horny, right? What song when this song comes on, you're like, "Mm mm-hmm, let's get it on. (laughs) What song is it that if people found it on your playlist, they they would try to shame you like you're listening to that. What's the best song to listen to in the shower? What's the best song to drive a car? We could like have a series of hashtags. Uh like screw like hashtag screw you, I like it. <laughs> screw you, I like it. I like that. Yeah. That's and funny. like we can do it like every uh Friday or every Wednesday, because I've got some on my playlist. I'm like, wow, because you can just you can just tweet out a link to the song and like well, well here we it is. know about the Bee Gees, Michael. And that's it right there. And now Andy Gibb, Andy Gibb, I just want to be your everything. That would be one that I would put on Screw You, I Like It. As a, <laughs> like, that's just a great song. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for that. Okay, we, we're going to wrap it up here, but we're going to start. We'll talk more about Screw You, I Like It. Uh, we got to do some Michael Topias. Michael Topia is the original Michael Topia. In Michael Topia, there are no imitators. The real world is full of crazy rules and crazy laws, and a lot of them don't make sense. However, in Michaeltopia, we have different rules and different laws, and life is awesome. So here we go with this week's Michaeltopia. Stacy, Liberty Gypsy, what do you got? Well, this is personal for me this week, but in Michaeltopia, there are no Christmas colds. There just aren't. And if you should be so unfortunate as to get one, you can delay your Christmas by three to five days. <laughs> I think that's great. Because I am so far behind. <laughs> Wait a minute. The other day you said you had everything. All you had to do was rap. I felt you know like a how much I have to rap? Oh, stop. You can rap with a cold. Oh, you, you're going to save you're going to save money on tape. You can seal that sucker up with mucus. <laughs> OK, in Michaeltopia, you are not allowed to use the word bifurcation. I know that it makes you all feel wonderful, but I don't like this word. I don't know what it means, really. Uh, I think (laughs) I don't like feeling the way I feel when somebody says bifurcation. So in Michaeltopia, uh, bifurcation is off limits. Bifurcation sounds like the way a clam makes baby clams, right? Really? Yeah, like a clam is a bivalve. They have a bivalve system. So like bifurcation sounds like a method of reproduction by like mollusks or something. It sounds it sounds like the ocean and 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 soft shell crabs. Wow. <laughs> Doinkin. Okay. You got another In one? Michael Topia. If they're going to put a cone on your cat after surgery, they also have to give you sedatives. For the for the aforementioned cat? For the cat or for me, it's got to be one or the other. <laughs> I think it should be for the cat. Uh, like, so, so you're not like laying around your house all looted out, going, "Wow, the cat's licking its open wound." So this is the this is the cat with the abscess. No, this is the cat that actually something tried to eat. We found uh, out. Yeah, oh. no, yeah. The, some something decided to take a chunk out of my cat's ass, and I had to have it sewed up yesterday. And uh, now this 22-pound animal, because it's a huge cat, has a white cone on its head and can't defend itself from the two dogs in the house. And it's just, it's been a nightmare. So I just need to be able to knock the cat out. Or knock out the dogs. Well, the, yeah, the, that, that somebody, somebody's getting knocked out at the somebody Liberty Gypsy needs house. <laughs> somebody's going to knock you out. Okay, in Michaeltopia, we do not make fun of other people's music as long as they truly love it. 
Now, if I think you're lying and I don't think that you really like this goes for friends of mine, like friends of mine. If I think they're lying and they're just trying to get a rise out of me, I will mock you into oblivion. But for total strangers, if you say you like a hunk of music and that's your jam and that's what you listen to in the shower, then I will celebrate that with you. It might not be my jam, but I'm not going to make fun of you. That's a bully free zone right there. Okay, I think this was a wonderful episode. I like it. We covered it all. 2016. Good year. Good year. You didn't like it. It was worse than swallowing scissors or something like that. I talked about things I liked. No, what was the phrase you said at the top of the show? 2016 sucks scissors. Okay, that is the Loftus party for this week. Follow us uh, on Twitter, Flipside Loftus, theloftusparty.com. Just go there. Just go there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week on the Loftus party. <laughs> <laughs>